Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one moment of fatherly disappointment at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. Ouch. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Raiden. Hello. Hi. Hello. So today we're talking about Minute 129, which starts with Brago kneeling to let Aragorn on and ends with Elrond looking at Arwen. Just so much shade. Yep, all the shade. So much side-eye. More shade than the space around mm-hmm. him. Huh. Not really side-eye. He's looking directly at her. I guess side-eye is the beginning of next minute. Yeah, when he's like, he's looking to the he side while away. he's he's telling her the mistake that she's that she's making. Mm-hmm. He just... Just a lot of mistakes this week. Yeah. Just worm tongue, making a dumb mistake. Or coming to terms with the fact that he's made dumb mistakes. <laughs> Vigo Mortensen almost drowning. Yep. <laughs> Well, no, and I mean, like, in the context of the movie, like... Eowyn not taking the rope off yeah, the horse. God. At least the rope. Yeah. And then, you know, Elrond, you know, the, the ships are here. You're going to be late. Yeah. Pretty much what he yep. says to her. Yeah. The exact the exact phrase that's subtitled is, the ships are leaving for Valinor. The, the ships are leaving for Valinor. Go now before it is too late. I've made my choice. And this is this is the most like a real world language I think any line of Elvish sounds to me, because this line sound sounds the way that uh, the the way that you go weaving delivers this sounds very Latin to me. Latin. Yeah, like especially the 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 second half, like it's it sounds like a real world language to me more so than other deliveries of Elvish lines have. And I don't know if that's just me or like just the way I kind of hear Hugo Weaving say it. Yeah, maybe it's just Hugo Weaving being a Banff. It's the it's like Valinor Sibado no Sirar. Yeah. Or Kirar is like the part that sounds like real like Latin or Spanish or something to me. I think because it has very familiar vowel sounds to your ears. Yeah, probably. Arranged in such a way. Yeah. That so like that's sense. the that's the part to me that I just like this sounds like actual latin or spanish right like, here elvish is based off of finnish loosely yes <laughs> so at least some elvishes yeah it's like finnish and welsh and all kinds of other languages right that have no relation to latin that have been just kind of mixed up in a pot <laughs> like the the writing all the big flowy writing makes a lot of words look welsh with all, because it looks like there's just so many L's. There's not enough consonants. Again. Just looks like there's so many L's. Mm-hmm. Oh. These L's and F's and V's. Not enough consonants for it to be Welsh. No. But yeah, this is this is Elrond again trying to guilt trip his daughter into leaving. The beginning of it. The guilt trip has not yet begun. I like that every scene in Rivendell so far in this movie is very, um, like the color palette is very mm. cool. As opposed to in Fellowship, the color palette was very warm. Like, because it was, they were there in October, so, like, it's all the fall colors and, like, the reds and the golds and stuff. Right, but now it's, like, symbolically winter. Right, yeah. Because it's the end of their time in Rivendell. So everything's just kind of blue and and pale or lavender. Because, like, even that, that 
that flashback with Aragorn and Arwen in the the parlor or right, whatever. Right, the colors were muted. Yeah. Well, they, not only were they muted, but, like, it was still... It wasn't quite blue. It was still, like, lavender, so it was, like, a little warm, but, like, on the... I don't know. Color theory. Yeah, like, it, like, complemented the her dress, like, the color palette of the greater scene. Yeah. Because they had cool, that, that, cool color. that muted filter over the, the fellowship stuff, like, the gauzy effect. Yeah, it was all hazy. Yeah, but it looks... It looks more like Lothlorien. Yeah, it does, especially here. Because Lothlorien we only ever saw with the the muted blue colors. Yeah. And the bright whites. Yeah, because that's the the blue is like the color associated with Lorien and then all the bright whites are just well, Galadriel lives here. Yeah. Which is weird considering like Lothlorien is has like silver and gold trees. The Malorn leaves. Yeah. But uh, I we, we found a nice resource that shows the direct translation from the Elvish for things instead of the way they chose to subtitle it. Which is cool, but, like, that's not the way language works. Right. I just you think know? it's interesting to look at, like, what a direct translation is yeah. compared to what the, like, intended or correct translation might be. Right. Because, you know, languages don't all share the same parts of words. Right. Because, like, the direct translation is, come is the time, the ships depart to Valinor, now go before they sail. But that's just, like, super awkward, so. It sounds much more, like, poetic and fantastical. It just sounds broken, like, I don't know, like a... Like, like... Like a high school student, <laughs> like, trying to translate Spanish. To me, it sounds like fake Shakespearean. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Come is the time. It doesn't have the, um, the same meter, though. No, that's what it's not fake. at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why it's not real. But Arwen is very, uh, very indignant. She's, like, super petulant. Yeah. Uh, how long has she just been waiting around like this? Yeah, how long has how she many, just been, like, lounging in her room? How many elves have left on ships so far? Because this makes it sound like this is not the first time Elrond has come in and been like, the no. ships are leaving, and she's just like, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm good. Going. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm gonna lay here and stroke my velvety pillow. <laughs> to be fair, her room looks really pretty, so I wouldn't want to leave it either if my room looked like that. Yeah, but like if I didn't not... have anything better to do, I would just be like, "Yep." Yeah, but it's not like you're gonna get on a doing. dank, crappy ship. Like this is an elven, oh, I know. an elven luxury liner headed to the afterlife. Right. Like... I, know. <laughs> I know that, but <laughs> it's still away. They're gonna spend like three months in the tropics and really let you take it in before you go to heaven. <laughs> it's like a high class cruise. This isn't like a carnival liner. This is like something <laughs> like You've never been on a cruise ship before. There's no E. coli on this ship. <laughs> right? Hopefully. One home. Yeah. No foodborne illnesses of any kind. No pests. No men. Well, that sounds, that sounds real good. That makes Elrond the happiest. <laughs> right? <laughs> Norman's like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Does it go to, like, the mascara? Is that where it's going? Because there's no men. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, how many times have they had this conversation before, do you think? I mean, the look that Elrond has in his face, like, has on his face right at the end of this minute tells me a lot. Do you think that he, like, I don't know. Like, like this would be a good place to put that blinking reaction gif. Oh, when she's like, there is still hope. And, and he's just like, <laughs> what? Are you sure? <laughs> He also has this look on his face like, that is irrelevant. 
You need to go to paradise. Be with your people. It's interesting how much of a pessimist Elrond is in this movie. And I guess he was in Fellowship, but it's less so because Elrond in Fellowship is like in a leadership position. And he's like, hey, you guys need to get this done. I tried before and look how that went. So (laughs) somebody else needs to do this. But here he's just like such a downer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a downer in all of his private conversations that we see. In this movie, though. No, even in Fellowship, like in all of his private conversations. Well, even in. Every one on one conversation Elrond has in Fellowship, he's a downer. Well, because. With Gandalf, at Ar- with Aragorn at his mom's grave. Well, we were talking about. When we were talking about the Aragorn at his mom's grave flashback, though, like, there was such a stark difference between Elrond in that same scene in Fellowship versus Elrond in this movie so like to the point where we're like where in the conversation did this happen like where was he just like hey by the way you need to leave my daughter alone it's right like where did that there was just no segue in between he's just like also to the point where i'm not entirely sure if making arwen a like more of a character or more of a presence in this movie like they had to sacrifice like elrond being more antagonistic or like not sac- like they had to make Elrond more antagonistic so there was conflict in the scenes with Arwen yeah probably that makes sense he's fairly antagonistic in the in fellowship yeah but not I don't feel like it's to this extent no but this is this is a conflict between father and daughter and not like a conflict between peers or friends or people yeah. who use as subordinates right but so it's a very different conflict. kind of conflict yeah than he has with any other character. So I think, like, this conflict should feel more intense because it's a father-daughter conflict mm-hmm. versus with a peer or a, a someone he views as a subordinate. It just, I don't know, it feels, like, not quite out of character, but, like, almost. Mm. To the point where I'm just like, did we really have to go this, this, this far with it? He has a point. We'll talk about his point next time. Right. But... I think if you didn't go this far with it, it wouldn't be as effective when they're reunited in Return of the King. Okay. Like, you have to get... To make an impact without making it feel, like, melodramatic, you have to walk right up to that line. For something like this, especially where she's not a major character in the movie, you have to make all of these scenes have so much drama and punch that they're memorable. Yeah. So you have to come really close to like really to going over the line. Yeah. So that people remember them when they see Return of the King a year later. So you almost you you kind of have to go this far. If they went any further, it would just feel really silly. Yeah. Like he doesn't shout. No. He doesn't he doesn't really raise his voice at all. He doesn't really cut her off. But that's not really Elrond's MO. Right. Like, Elrond's M.O. is just standing there imperiously and looking disappointed at you until you right. do what he wants. It's very taciturn. Yeah. <laughs> it's super passive-aggressive. That's his parenting style. <laughs> right. But, like... Because we saw that with Aragorn. Yeah. So, like, I don't really think this is out of character because it is still all those same sorts of character traits. He's just a little more aggressive when he does talk. But, like, he's not being, like, openly... He's not really being all that openly antagonistic. He's just being like, no, that's not how this works. 
He's not he like he's not raising his voice. He's not shouting. Well, There's no threat. That's why I was asking like how many times do you think they've had this conversation because if he has had this conversation with her before and it's yielded similar results, like why like if she's going to do what she's going to do, like why are you like, why do you keep doing this? Like do you think this is the most escalated form of this conversation? Yeah. Like it's just gotten more and more like this over time. Like, initially, it was just like, no, I really don't think you should do that. And, like, that was the end of it. Uh-huh. But as it's, it's just gotten, no, I don't think you should do that. No, I don't think you should do that. Like, it's just yeah. gotten slightly God more. God damn it, child. <laughs> but he just ha- he doesn't get there. Right, no, I know. Dude, his face gets there, though. <laughs> yeah, his face is there immediately. He's just like, how dare you? This is in my house. Like... <laughs> Like, he never, like, stomps, like, as long as you live under my roof, right, like, Elrond never not, gets there. I mean... No, he not. just uses emotional manipulation in a couple of minutes, but... Yeah. yeah. Which is worse? It's totally worse! <laughs> <laughs> He's real guilt-trippy. Mm. But, like... That's why I'm saying, like, because his, his style of communication, or, like, manipulation in this case, and in most cases, really, Elrond, man... You're a shifty dude. But, like, he makes it so that he, like, plants the idea or, like, states the thing that it's, like, super obvious. If you disagree with him, it's not, like, you are, you are like, disagreeing with facts. And he makes it so that when you do finally do what he wants you to do, it was your idea. Because mm. we saw, we kind of saw that with... Some might call that teaching. Some might call that... Being an emotionally manipulative douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because we saw that with... <laughs> we saw it when he's talking to Aragorn, like... And because initially Aragorn's just like, I'm not gonna... Like, Arwen's gonna do her own thing. Like, she she does what she wants. Like, it's not up to me to say that, like, she doesn't want to be with me anymore. And then the next morning, Aragorn's just like, yeah, we're gonna break up. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. Are you leaving without saying goodbye? Yes, exactly that. Uh, yeah, um, about that. <laughs> so. What what happened to remaining unseen, if you wish? Yeah. Strider. Well, clearly he doesn't wish. That whole breakup thing is still stupid. But anyway, I I just. He's condemning her to death or sadness. <laughs> death and or sadness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> They're both things that aren't supposed to happen to else. They're supposed to live happy lives in paradise. Forever. It's just like, man, Elrond, why are you going to be like that? Like, it is very literally, if I marry you, I have shortened your life. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. By like hundreds of thousands, if not millions. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. Elrond. Elrond. This this face that you have the movie buzzed Like, Elrond is so instrumental and like super cool in the first yep. movie and now he's just kind of a dick and I, I think that's why I'm salty about these scenes well, he's just like if I leave my daughter here I'll never see her again and she will yeah. die stuff happens my dude I don't know and like as he's far as the, two hot sons whatever well, as far as the movie <laughs> is framed it looks like Arwen is his only child and he has no wife but we know better well because we know about the book but, like, the way the movie is framed, it looks like Arwen is the only family El- Elrond has left. And I think it's framed that way on purpose. Okay. Part of parenthood is, you know, the kids grow up and they go on to lead their own lives. 
And you sort of right. have to... But how distorted is that when you're like 120,000 years old? Well, it's pretty forked up. See? 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 <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you! Like, <laughs> like when, when you live to be hundreds of thousands of years old, like, where does your conception of adulthood begin? But it's not even, like, well, clearly, clearly he respects her. I don't, actually, I don't even know if he respects her. No. We'll talk about that later. But, like, he... It's different when your dad's a king, right? Right. When you're ostensibly, like, the next in line to be leader of your people. Not only that, but, like, when your dad is the king and also your dad. I don't know. Like, not only are you a a child or, like, a, a... Yeah. Like, not only are you a child to this parent, you are a subject to this ruler. Right. So, where does that line happen? Yeah. Like, where's... Because that gets blurry. Yeah. In your relationship with your parent when they are also your king. We can go ask Prince Charles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't, I was going to say, well, we could ask Amor, but like. Oh, we can't right now. He's busy. He's actually doing a thing. He, uh, he rode north. On horseback. And, yeah. He's just brooding in a northerly direction. <laughs> Got this, this cold front. Sweeping northward I across swear to Rohan. God, if the Amazon Young Strider series is not called Brooding in a Northerly <laughs> Direction, I'm going to quit. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Every now and then. <laughs> Every so often. There's little pearls. <laughs> yeah. Among my weird off-track mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to do with this. Because this... It's hard when this... When like emotional scenes get cut off mm. in the middle, yeah, because the the bulk of the bulk of this is tomorrow and, and next yeah. meeting into next Monday. Yeah. So really emotional scenes. It's hard to decide like when to talk about the bulk of the emotional weight of the scene when mm-hmm. it's split up across several days like this. Yeah. Tomorrow seems right because it's also a Friday. Yes. So thanks for joining us, Raiden. Thank you for having me. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Uh, but we also have a Facebook listener group called Fellowship of the Mic, where you can join in the conversation. Uh, it's pretty active, so if you haven't joined it yet, you should. There's some cool stuff going on there all the time. You should also check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps the, the podcast grow its audience, so you have more people to talk to when you join the Facebook group. That's the only reason. <laughs> and because, you know, hopefully you think we're cool or funny. Mostly me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Daggers. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about uh, Elrond being a douchebag. Yep, we sure uh, will. Yo, yeah, we will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.